Hello and welcome to the Not Quite Scottish Scottish Football Show. Better late than never, we're here with our first show of the season where we'll be looking back on all the transfers during the transfer window and we'll also be talking our predictions for the season having had a chance to observe the teams in action. My guest this week is Northern Ireland's most handsome man, Simon Duff, and he'll be joining us right after this. Contact us on Twitter, Podcast. Find us on Facebook, Not Quite Scottish, or direct all other hate mail via the SFA. Hello Simon, and welcome to the delightfully leprechaun joke-free, not quite Scottish, Scottish football show. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Uh, not too bad, enjoying that little mild bit of racism in your direction there. So great to have you with us. Um, now, this struggles to be a show, let alone a family show. So anything goes on your first task. Um, we care about you greatly and we want to make sure before you sink your teeth into the new season that you're psychologically fit and ready to share your views with us. Right. So to that end, we're going to do a spot of word association. For every mm-hmm. item I say, just respond with the first word that comes into your head. Okay. And for those, those people listening at home, see if you can garner which club Simon supports. Right. So, Simon, your first one is Liverpool. Enemy. Arsenal. Overrated. Okay, Chelsea. Scumbags. Okay, and next up we have Manchester City. Bigger scumbags. <laughs> and Tottenham. Potential. Next up we have five individuals for you. Arsene Wenger. Peter Paul. <laughs> <laughs> David Moyes. Oh, where to start with him? Um, I'd say he belongs in the Dutch league. Okay, that's quite a lot of words. Uh, Louis van Gaal. <laughs> I wish he stayed in the Dutch league. Okay, uh, Jurgen Klopp. Klopp. Okay, and finally, Alex Ferguson. God. Okay, and for our listeners of the round paper and crayons persuasion who haven't quite got it, can you tell us which club you support? Manchester United, of course. Naturally. Do you live in Manchester? Uh, I was conceived in Manchester. Okay, I'm not sure if that quite <laughs> qualifies, but probably more than most Manchester United fans. And it's been a tough few seasons there. Uh, detected a lot of bitterness in those responses. Are you sure you're fit and ready to come to terms with the new season? Yes, uh, I'm, a, I'm a realist though. Uh, I don't think I'll win the league uh this year but maybe in uh, a year or two to come i think it's going to be a bit more uh chop and change there's not going to be any one team that's going to dominate the premier league now uh let's move on to test your knowledge of scottish football right i'm going to roughly give you 15 seconds counted on my hand to name all of the teams in the scottish premiership starting now oh um celtic rangers (laughs) hibs Hearts, Dundee, Arctic Thistle, um, Hamilton Athletic, um, and I think you have about five more. Which yeah, like fucking of, Aberdeen. A fucking Aberdeen, yeah. What yes. about our group? Are they in there? How the fuck? Okay, um, <laughs> Pat when I bastard. Okay, so you got seven, which isn't yeah. too bad. I'm actually yeah, surprised they've got more than two. I am too when you struggled after Rangers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, we kick on. Uh, what is your happiest memory watching football? 
watching football will be the 2008 Champions League final uh, when I thought we'd lost it on penalties to Chelsea. And mm. then Mr. Shag, your wife, John Terry, steps up and misses it, which is great. Uh, I'm sure Wayne Bridge had a few hand claps going for that. I'm, I'm sure there's many people who had a few hand claps. <laughs> I think I did myself. And what's your worst memory playing or watching football? Uh, worst memory probably play be playing um, semi-final of a cup competition. Managed to score a, an own goal from uh, the halfway line in off the bar. Beautiful strike. Uh, intercepted uh, a pass through. Tried to pass it back to my keeper, and uh, just went uh, went all wrong. How old were you? I was about. 21, 22. Oh, see, I'm so uh, sure football. I'd have been proud of that achievement. So, um, looking at the Scottish game, what three adjectives would you use to describe Scottish football? Complete, utter shite. One of those is not an adjective. And uh, how would you rate the game in Scotland out of 10? Uh, at the moment, probably a four. I wouldn't even watch the highlights, if I'm being honest. Uh, okay. So what Celtic have gone fifty three uh, league games of other defeat. Mm. So it's no, uh, fair enough. Very, Honesty very is the best good. policy, even if it makes you a, a bit of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay, so uh, we're going to move on to the show. Next up, we're going to discuss transfers, the latest transfers. Right after this. If you live in Hong Kong and would like to appear on the show, please contact us through the channels mentioned earlier. If you don't seem like too much of a dick you'll probably get on. Okay, Simon, so our first topic today is um, the various transfers that have been going on in the pre-season. But first off, have the exorbitant fees being banded about enhanced or quashed your appetite for football this season? Uh, I'd say quashed. I think the fees have been fairly disgusting. It's quite an inflated uh, transfer market, thanks to all the, uh, the TV money and whatnot. But uh, it's ridiculous to pay uh, the guts of £200 million for a player. I think the whole uh, Neymar situation is ridiculous in this age of inequality and strife. And it also makes the uh, financial fair play notion just a joke. From, uh, I, I, I don't know what's happened with that. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know how PSC are going to balance those books. Uh, but also, if they, uh, they do break those rules, all they get is uh, a relatively small fine in regards to comparison to 200 million and possibly a transfer ban whenever they more or less perfected their team. So I think we've maybe thought, okay, if we can't balance the books, we'll just take one on the, on the chin. Yeah, I mean, what do you think about a player like Johnny Evans being valued at at least 30 million? I think thirty million for an Northern Irish man is just uh, says it all, really. I thought it was just us Scots who had that Presbyterian self-doubt. Yeah, I think I thought it was a typo when I saw it. I thought someone had <laughs> an extra zero there. Yeah, I mean that for me just summed up how crazy it is. Twenty-nine, coming to the end of his career, you know, he's had. Yeah. I think he's had a major injury as well, hasn't he? Um, yeah, he's had a few. Hmm. So, if you're accepting this kind of lack of appetite, which transfers have caught your eye as impressive business? Impressive business. I think Salah, if that's how you say it, for mm. Liverpool has been a very good transfer. Uh, he's a bit of a speed demon like Manny. So, I think mm. that will go uh, quite well for uh, Liverpool. But unfortunately, with your onion head, Firmino up front, maybe not. <laughs> 
Uh, Manic for uh, United has been a very good signing. I couldn't believe uh, Chelsea uh, sold him uh, to United. I think he'll uh, fit in quite well. And he'll allow uh, Pogba to uh, maybe fulfill his exorbitant transfer fee a bit more. But I actually think the signing of the summer has been Maguire for Leicester. Uh, and, yeah, I, I heard um, a couple of guys on the radio last night were talking about that. Very, very good signing. Yeah, very, very clever. Um, he's kind of your uh, modern-day centre-back, your uh, stones who can come out into midfield with the ball of his feet. But I was going to tip Leicester to get relegated this year. I still mm. think they're going to be down there. But I think he can make uh, make the difference. He's a big upgrade in Robert Chief anyway. Yeah, I agree. What do you think of uh, Michael Keane? He looks really good. Yeah, he looked pretty good as well. I was quite eager for United to buy him back instead of spending that money on that uh, Swedish tosser. So, uh... <laughs> we signed a guy, um, Sead Kolasinac at Arsenal. And yeah. um, I was wondering what all the hype was because they were really building him up despite being a free transfer on Twitter. But actually, he's really, uh, he's a rock, hey? Yeah, he's pretty solid. I think he'll actually do quite well as well. There's been some interesting transfers. I'm quite confident at Aberdeen to go on to the meaningless Scottish League. Um, we lost like our best players, but oh, we've really put together a good team there. Eh? Right. Aberdeen will be second then, though. I think, I think they'll be second, yeah. I think Rangers are pretty fucked with this manager in charge. Yeah. He's trying to create, like... Um, I know, when you go to Ibrox, they have a real cult mentality. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's just like... Um, there's a real Rangers family idea they try to promote, and he's trying to make the team all about that, and it's deflecting from the shit job he's doing, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a bit of a, a, a slop-up job, that job. Yeah, I agree. Um, in terms of transfers, which transfers do you think were either terrible or will be a flop? Um, I actually think West Ham are in danger of getting relegated this year. They've kind of just went for the sloppy second approach and getting some uh, free transfers or people towards the end of their careers, like uh, your Zabaleta and your Hart and mm. uh, your Chicharito. Um, I think the first couple of games of the season have shown that. Uh, especially the Southampton game, where uh, but they recruited terribly last year, didn't they? Yeah, so uh, there's a danger there. I think with their um, being at the London Stadium as well, they don't have a home fortress. I think last yeah. year they won more games away than they did at home, and that's just a recipe for uh, disaster, really. If you have that kind of uh, uh, mentality as a team, so uh, I think they are in danger there. I also think Stoke are in a similar situation. They haven't spent much money. Uh, they've just went for the free transfer route or you're loaning if your guy is Zuma and whatnot. And then yeah. Spurs have kind of uh, sat with their hands in their pockets. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they can pull some late ones out of the bag. I think the worst signing of the season is possibly Morata uh, for Chelsea. I think he's in danger of flopping if he doesn't adapt to his game. Uh, his goal and assist in his debut might make that comment sound ridiculous, but his game there against Spurs... Uh, he was a bit weak up front, although Chelsea did still manage to uh, win the game. I think they might actually regret isolating Costa. Uh, and who knows what could happen there with World Costa Coffee. It could be a Tevez-style comeback from the golf course to help them win the title challenge. Who knows? And it's interesting you mentioned Chelsea and your previous comment about Matic, because I think the worst transfer of the summer 
is Chelsea letting him go to Manchester United? Yeah, I, it's crazy selling it to your rivals. It's like Van Persie to United, basically yeah, give tell me about it. that year. Yeah. So in terms of um, transfers, um, I know you're, um, you've got a business background. Do you think the financial bubble that is the Premier League will ever burst? Um, I think it's in danger, but I don't think it will burst. Because um, each and every year the TV money goes up and the t- ticket prices go up. They kind of sustain it. Uh, we all love our football, so uh, whether Sky Sports or BT Sports put up their uh, fees or uh, United that charge you an extra tenner to watch them, uh, we're going to pay it. So there's going to be the constant yeah. money coming in, and that kind of funds the money going out as well. I think uh, the BT deal is worth something like £6 billion pounds a year, and that yeah. gets filtered through the different clubs, and that funds your... Uh, 30 million pounds for Johnny Evans as such. But I don't yeah. think we're too far away from the Chinese Super League style wage cap. Uh, they're kind of cracking down on that because they're going a bit crazy signing all these uh, uh, players for this ridiculous money. Um, well, I guess when we leave the EU, we will be able to establish things like wage caps. So. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, who knows? Maybe that's uh, the one benefit of Brexit. I mean, you've lived in Hong Kong and you'll know this as well as me. Like, um, at the moment, I'm only seeing that Stoke and Huddersfield, this is very misinformed comment, but they seem to be the only clubs that have really passed on the TV money directly to subsidising yeah. the fans. Um, as you know, in Hong Kong, we can watch every single Premier League game um, on TV, whereas fans in the UK pay the most for their football. And in my opinion, they get the absolute least back. Yeah, completely. Couldn't agree more. Uh, I think it's interesting, Huddersfield have uh, already uh, sold their season tickets uh, towards the end of last season when we weren't even promoted, and yeah. uh, they promised not to raise them. So uh, I think they have the right attitude as a club, as a club, because you need to look after your fans at the end of the day. Well, I think the fans who bought last season were also given a rebate of £100. I think they got like a club shop rebate to buy like their shirts or whatever, which is really good. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but I can also see these kind of summer tours being more more important. They kind of have to yeah. sell the Premier League. So the likes of Hong Kong people are going to buy your package deals to fund it a bit yeah. more. Because uh, you see the likes of your Spanish and French teams going on these tours to the USA and China. And they're basically trying to expand it uh, almost as a franchise. There was a little bit of chat online about Arsenal, basically saying like maybe it's time they stopped with the the tours of Asia and actually focused on what they used to do, which is their intensive boot camp in Austria, focusing on the football rather than the marketing. Yeah, but at the end of the day, they also need to market them as a club uh, to get the money going in. Uh, I think it's not just a football team now, it's a business. And uh, even though that would probably make more sense in a footballing uh, belief, uh, your directors are going to have their business hats on. Um, so I still think they'll uh, they'll go on their foreign tour and then they'll come home and try to win their uh, one and only Emirates Cup. <laughs> okay, so um, later in the show we will be discussing the the chances these teams have in the Premier League this season. Um, that'll come up, but for now, let's listen to this. Remember, you can contact the show on our Facebook page, Not Quite Scottish. You can also find us on Twitter. It's NQSSFS Podcast. 
like, follow, retweet, or do whatever the hell you like. Your support is appreciated. So Simon, unlike other shows, we don't rush into making predictions, um, partly because we've had some guests cancel, so we've not been able to have a show. Um, so we're finally getting around to making some predictions. So now the season is underway, what are your early observations? Uh, in regards to the Premier League, it's quite hard to do so after only two games. But I think in the long term, City will probably uh, win the league because they have spent quite a lot of money there, but they've also bought quite cleverly. Uh, I think the pressure will be on Guardiola. They'll not give him another trophyless season. So he knows he needs to grind out the results. Uh, so I think they'll get better over time and they'll go on a little run and dominate. So for me, it's City for the win. You think they're going to win the league? And what other clubs do you think will finish in the top four? I've gone for United to win and City, right. Liverpool and Spurs to finish second, third and fourth. Oh, that's interesting. Only agree in two of those. Uh, for me, it's City to win. Uh, Chelsea to be second. I think they'll spend a bit more in January. Uh, third would be uh, Arsenal, I actually think. Um, I think that Lacazette guy could uh, uh, be an Henri kind of uh, buy. It could actually uh, turn you guys around a bit. And I've gone for United for fourth. But I still think uh, get the odd injury to the likes of Lukaku or Pogba. And we don't have the reserves to fill those boots. So... Uh, I think we'll uh, only end up fourth this year. It's interesting because your problems are exactly that. Like, Although you're building a squad, it is kind of wire thin on quality, whereas with Arsenal, I see the exact same problems as in previous seasons. Nothing seems to have changed for me. I don't think they'll finish in the top four. I think they'll be battling just above Everton, same as last season. Really? What about uh, Liverpool and Spurs? Who put them in the top four? Yeah, Spurs is the contentious one. Um, I think like with Chelsea, I see some disarray there. I don't think we're hearing exactly the guts of that disarray. But with Tottenham, I think the key thing for them, if they can play their high-pressing game and cope with it in Wembley, then they'll mm -hmm. do all right. They're a really good team, you know. I think Pochettino is a very good manager, but I think kind of West Ham syndrome will creep in in regards to... You know, uh, we haven't really built this as a home fortress. They're not going to maximise their home points as much. I think the defeat against Chelsea kind of showed that a little. Uh, and uh, I also think Liverpool aren't going to do it without Coutinho. A lot of Liverpool fans actually are complaining about the defence, the same, same as Arsenal, the same problems as last season. Yeah, it's a bunch of clowns at the back there for Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about the Championship? Who have you gone for there? Uh, top three, I think, uh, with the parachute payment, Middlesbrough will uh, bounce down and bounce back up again. And I've gone for uh, Derby for second place. Oh. They play some good football, some potential there. And I've gone for Leeds for the playoffs. They were also close last year to getting yeah. into those playoffs. I'd love to see Leeds back in the Premier League, uh, partially because I hate them. Nice to have a rival that you can beat. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, I've gone for the season Fulham to win the championship. Right. Uh, I've become a. I've got enough clubs on the go as it is, but I've become a huge fan of the way they play. They're really exciting to watch. Uh, mm. Second, I've gone for Wolves because they've just spent. I think they might have bought their way to promotion, 
And third, Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, right. Yeah, I really don't like Middlesbrough. I think they're in, it's partly because of the Premier League, but they're a very turgid team to watch. Yeah. But yeah, I think Fulham, I want them to win the league because they're so exciting, but I feel it's kind of like a Spurs and Liverpool thing. They're so high energy that yeah. it may count against them playing 46 games in a season. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a long haul, the old championship. I think it's a very hard one to predict because it can change so easily as well. Uh, so yeah. it's probably one of the most competitive leagues in the world as well. Absolutely. And how about in the Scottish Premier League? Who do you think will win that? Well, uh, I think it's uh, obviously Celtics to lose. I could oh, actually see them... Yeah, I could actually see them going unbeaten for a year. You know? Celtic fans are wanting to do this 10 in a row to eclipse the Rangers mm. 9 in a row. But surely it's got to be tainted. It's not the same as kind of Rangers in the 90s when they dominated, uh, when Celtic were actually able to challenge them. Yeah, most Celtic fans would certainly tell you to your face that it's not tainted, but I kind of agree. I think, um, you know, they need a full strength Rangers to really get the full enjoyment out of it for. Yeah, I think they want that as well. And Mm -hmm. for Brandon Rogers to actually uh, win a league and not choke, kind of says it (laughs) all. I was one slip away. So, um, turning to more depressing matters, how about relegations? Who do you think will go down from the English Premiership? Um, I think Brighton will be a yo-yo job, mm, even okay. though I'd actually quite like them to stay up. Uh, I think they're going to struggle. You normally have someone who gets promoted, who gets re- relegated again. So for me, that's Brighton this year. Uh, I'll go for Swansea because they've sold their uh, Icelandic uh, uh, rock, really. Uh, yes, they sold them for $45 million and they hope to bring in two or three players as a result. But will those two or three players replace him? I don't think so. And then for the last place, I would have said Leicester before they've signed Maguire. So I'm going to go for uh, Crystal Palace. Uh, I think they've had their kind of time in the sun. And uh, from the first couple of games of the season, they're looking a bit weak. Very interesting. On my computer screen here, I have um, Brighton, Swansea and Crystal Palace. Ooh. And Frank de Boer... I, I don't think he's got it, man. He didn't last very long in Inter Milan. Yeah, I just, I watched him play and didn't see it happening. Eh? I, don't, I don't think they're very good, simple as that. But then last season, you know, the, the, the quality of that squad suggested they were too good to go down. Yeah, true, time will tell. But um, I think Brighton and Swansea are almost certainties. And then that kind of last place is always uh, up for grabs. Yeah, I agree. And how about Scottish Premier League? Who's going down there? Uh, for me, it's Dundee. I think they narrowly uh, avoided it last year. And mm. Partick Thistle. Oh, okay. I mean, for me in the Premiership this year, I think um, I actually think only one team will go down because we have the playoffs. Um, I had put Motherwell and Dundee on this list until I watched Dundee last week. Um, well, they've signed a very good defensive midfielder in Kamara. And they look very good against Aberdeen, so I don't think they'll go down. I think it will be the perennial club that's down there in Motherwell. I think they're fucked. Yeah, I think they're going to go. So are you willing to place a tenor on these predictions? Uh, 10 Hong Kong dollars, no problem. Sure, let's see how we do. Um, whoever gets the most wins the dough. That's fine with the, uh, the exchange rate. I'll uh, probably give you quite a few points. 
Okay, and your last question, uh, who do you think will be the first managerial casualty in the English Premier League? Uh, for me, probably Frank de Boer. Uh, I think if Palace are off to a bad start, if they lose maybe three or four games in a row, uh, they'll panic there and think, right, we need to get someone sooner rather than later. So mm. uh, I think he, uh, he still doesn't have the pedigree, although he'd like to, to, to be in the big leagues just yet. Yeah, I think the chairman there as well knows he's got like I think Keith Millen is the guy's name. Like he's got a coach there who can yeah. tide the wave until a new manager comes in. I mean, I've gone for Billich. Right, interesting. I don't think it's deserved. I think the recruitment again is failing at West Ham, but I think he his head will be on the block. Yes, I think last season uh, his first season there kind of guaranteed that he get another season. So this season he could uh, just run out of grace, really. Yeah, I think so too. And it's a bit of a shame, as I say, I don't think it's his fault, but I believe it will be held as his responsibility. Mm, true. All right, time will tell. We can put another $100 on that as well. Mm-hmm. Cool, let's see how we do it. Okay, um, cool. Next up, we are going to have a new feature, which is called Ask Uncle Simon. Uh, okay. The aim of this feature is to give some helpful advice to key figures within the footballing world. So we've got six people for you, and we just want one sentence of advice for them. Okay, so your first one is media plaything and Ibrox darling, Neil Lennon. Um, Neil Lennon, I think, is actually quite a good man manager. He's had success uh, at Celtic, obviously, but that's not very hard to do. Uh, not so well when he went to Bolton. Uh, he's not back at Hibs, but he was able to beat Rangers there for two. My well, bit of advice for him would be to calm the passion. I think he gets a bit too involved, and therefore uh, his uh, recent altercation with the crowd uh, was quite needless, really. Uh, although it was just a bit of banter, really. Uh, he needs to realise that he could actually provoke violence. Um, okay, uh, next one is perennial failure and all-round lady threatener, David Moyes. David Moyes. Um, I don't even know what he's doing now. Does he have a job? I'd encourage him to go into punditry. Yeah, I think he's a bit of a poison chalice now, uh, wherein as he comes to clubs and uh, players just think, oh, you're just a failure. And uh, the directors maybe think that he's uh, don't fully believe in him as well. So, uh, although he did a fantastic job at Everton, uh, my one bit of criticism for Sir Alex Ferguson would be that he picked the wrong guy. Okay, so number three is bespectacled media pleaser Jurgen Klopp. Oh, Kloppy. Um, I liked him at Borussia Dortmund, but obviously he's went to uh, the scum Liverpool now. Uh, so now he is an enemy. Uh, but I actually think he'd bring them success if Liverpool could hold on to their best players. If that held on to Sterling and Suarez and probably Coutinho will go, imagine that for a front three. They probably would have uh, ended up uh, possibly uh, winning one, more than one cup in the last 10 years. Brush your teeth and also keep hold of your best friends. <laughs> okay, uh, number four is um, scapegoating interview android Jose Mourinho. Jose, Jose. Um, I don't really like Jose, if I'm being totally honest. I don't think he's a, a long-term manager. He's there for a couple of years, and then he'll bounce to somewhere else. I think eventually he end up being uh, the national team manager in Portugal. 
is yeah he does Danny so uh, my advice for Jose would be to try to build a sustainable project at United he's throwing a lot of money at it and paying these exuberant transfer fees and uh, that worries me because the clubs are already in enough debt uh, they are the most richest club in the world, along with Real Madrid, in regards to assets and uh, marketing and uh, sales revenue. Uh, but that debt needs to be sustainable. So I'd like Jose to maybe think about the long term and not about himself, would be my advice for him. Uh, number five is fabric headed granny shagger Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney? Um, I think he actually did the right decision. He uh, left after he got the uh, Sir Bobby Charlton goal record and he won first team football. By the end of the day, uh, he is, he's a United legend as well. He's done lots of stuff for United. Uh, but I think he's made the right decision and I'd say uh, stick to your guns, Wayne. Cool. And number six is um, slightly off topic. Uh, tangled Alzheimer's awareness advert, Donald Trump. Oh, off topic. Uh, Donald Trump or uh, maybe possibly... Uh, the person who's going to cause the end of the world. Uh, my advice to Donald Trump would be stay off Twitter. He seems to think Twitter's uh, the way to manage modern-day politics. And if something uh, he doesn't need to do press statements or have diplomatic meetings, he just send uh, Kim Jong Un a tweet. Uh, I don't. He knows about North Korea, but I'm pretty sure he's not on Twitter. Um, I had a wee bash at getting Donald Trump to block me on Twitter, but he wasn't biting. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't respond to the old banter, but to be honest, I follow him on Twitter as well just to see what craziness he's up to. Yeah. Uh, but that's modern day politics. No one seems to be able to predict uh, who's going to win what election, and uh, you've seen that with Brexit, the recent general election, and now in the American presidential election. So. I mean, I think the only constant in the world is knowing that England won't qualify for the knockout stages of a major tournament. Yes, that's a certainty, or be eliminated on penalties if they do. And isn't it wonderful? It is. It's a wonderful <laughs> age we live in, bar the political chaos. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you for all that advice. I'm sure these people will be listening carefully to the things you have to say. And that marks the end of your appearance on the show. So I hope you've enjoyed it, and I hope you'll be willing to join us again. Yeah, I loved it. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Okay, so for now, that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening. Um, please keep in touch through all the regular channels and we'll be with you again in roughly two weeks. Mm -hmm.